World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're <gasps> jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. I just think, you know, I, I don't... I don't know why you guys get up every morning and join me. Glad you do. <laughs> Glad you do. I, I said to Michelle as I was getting ready to come down the steps, I said, you know, it's amazing. Uh, six years, every morning. And, you know, it's, it's motivated me to, it's really sharpened me. I, I've really sharpened myself. The Holy Spirit sharpened me because you guys hold me accountable. I say something, you know, I get a few emails about it. and. My own spiritual depth has grown beyond what I, what I can I can even even tell you because of the fact that I don't try to just casually throw stuff out there in the morning uh, just on a whim. I try to do a lot of research from a lot of different sources, knowing this at the, at the center of all of it is this. Y'all looking at me? I'm going to use a bad word here a minute. All right, the truth pisses you off. I'm going to say that again. That's, that's the greatest opposition. Truth pisses you guys off. Because you, you've been, uh, I didn't have to use piss. Okay, I'm sorry. The truth makes you angry. It makes you angry. You have believed something your whole life. You don't even know why you believe it. But you believe it. And I have the audacity, or not just me, other guests come on there, people come on there, and have the audacity to challenge something you believe from a different perspective. And can I tell you something? You guys pout. Now, wait a minute. Careful, careful, coach. When you say you guys, you don't paint with a broad brush. Okay? I get it. But it's just, it's just amazing. Some of the reactions I get from people. Why? James, pull up the book of James. Uh, what number is that for you? Number two. Get, get James ready for me here this morning. <clears throat> Uh, you, you know, at the heart of everything, really at the heart of everything is pride. It really is. Pride cometh before fall. How hard is it to say these words to your wife or your husband? I'm sorry, I was wrong. How hard, that is hard to say, isn't it? When, when you've been going toe to toe with your, your spouse and all of a sudden, you find out something that you didn't know before and say, oh, my goodness, Michelle was right. And then I got to put my tail between my legs and walk into the room and say, honey, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I don't do that easy. We don't do that easy. Nobody does that easy. And I'm constantly dealing. I'm not complaining. I'm just trying to give you a perspective here, okay? I'm constantly dealing with people who've had their feelings hurt. Constantly. 
people offended by this, offended by that. Why do we get offended so daggone easily? So I was, th- I was, I was reading James 4 this morning, and after I got, I read it to my wife, James 4. And uh, James, by the way, the half-brother of Jesus, for those of you who said Mary didn't have any more children, ever Virgin Mary, James, the half-brother of Jesus, half-brother, half-brother. That means Jesus and James had the same mommy. Jesus didn't have an earthly daddy. James had an earthly daddy. Jesus didn't have an earthly daddy. Okay? So uh, I read James 4, which is really, really good. From whence come wars and fighting amongst you? In fact, I was going to read this. And Michelle said to me, um, who's he writing to? Talking about James. Who's he writing to? I thought, oh, geez. Uh, I think I know. So I went back to verse 3. Chapter 3, I'm sorry, Spence. And I'm going to read chapter 3 to you today rather than chapter 4. I can do that right now. That's one of the things I deal with doing this show. Roger Weaver will say, more Bible, more Bible. Others will get sick of more Bible. And I try to do the best I can to meld the two of them together. And I pray that you understand that and that we're all on a journey. Oh, I got some, I got some great questions. <clears throat> Here's what's really good about being me, I think. I don't care if I make you mad. <laughs> I re- I'm just telling you, I really don't. In fact, when I find out that you got mad, I get mad. So, are you kidding me? That big baby. Are you kidding me? He's mad about that. Get, hey, give him a binky. Get him a fuller. Put it in his mouth. Stick it in his mouth. Got his feelings hurt. Doesn't bother me. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation, for in many things we offend all. And if any man offend not in word, well, then he's a perfect man. If you come into some guy that doesn't offend anybody, well, that'd be a perfect man. And that guy must be able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us. We turn the whole body just by that thing that's in their mouth. Look at big ships, which, though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet they're all turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and it boasteth great things. Oh, doesn't it ever? Big talkers, behold how great a matter that little tongue of yours. Look at the strife that little tongue of yours causes. And the tongue's a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members. Yeah, I said to Michelle today, even if the Bible wasn't true, these dudes, man, could they write, huh? And the tongue is a fire and a world of iniquity. So, so is the tongue among our members that it defiles the whole body and set it on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell, the tongue. For every kind of beast and of birds and serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind, but you can't tame your tongue. <laughs> It's utterly evil, full of deadly poison. Somebody say amen. You don't have to. Therefore, amen. bless we God, amen. even the Father, 
therewith we curse men. You use the tongue to bless God and curse, curse men, James says. But now the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. Brothers, it shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't be like this, he says. Does the fountain send forth the same place, sweet water and bitter water? Of course not. It's crazy. Can a fig tree, my brother, bear olives? No, hell no. Either a vine figs? No. No, you know a tree by its fruit, I suppose. So can a fountain yield both salt water and fresh? No, no, no. Who's a wise man and undued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of good conversation his works with meekness of his wisdom. Don't be a know-it-all. Meekness of your wisdom. Meekness means control. Control. Knowing this, that at some point you might catch up with how smart I am. You're not there yet. But with meekness, I'm going to control my wisdom. That's a joke. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, don't glory and lie not against the truth. Wisdom descendeth not from above, but it's earthly. This wisdom is not from above. The envying and strife and all that, right? And lie against truth, that's not from above. It's earthly. It's sensual. It's devilish. And for where envying is and strife and backbiting and gossip, there's confusion in every evil work. Dang, folks. We, uh, <laughs> this would change your life right here if you just did this, wouldn't it? But the wisdom that's from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Now, I wanted to go to James 4, because it's just as good. Maybe I'll, I'll pick up on that tomorrow, right? So what are you talking about? I'm just talking about just backbiting. Why do you get offended so easy? Let me give, let me give you a good example. Janet uh, Porter, Folger, Janet Folger Porter. I always get her name backwards. Uh, I just sent you that website. Pull that up there. She's going to be our guest tomorrow. So I'm going to have Janet on tomorrow. Because somebody, I don't know who, Jan, I know, I've known Janet for 20 years. She's a stud. If a woman can be a stud. Remember yesterday I talked about that her website, using it as an example, that we call ourselves conservatives, not Christians, and said that Janet uh, Porter is one of the greatest Christians I know. Go back and listen to it. I love her. I love her to death. And the point I was making is that we are calling ourselves conservatives rather than Christians. She's calling herself a patriot rather than a Christian. And I had a conversation with her yesterday. And she says, uh, anybody knows me, knows I'm a Christian. I said, yeah, what about those who don't know you? <laughs> uh, you're, you're a conservative? So is Michael DeWine. So, so anyway, I had a great conversation with her. But I wondered, I wondered who called Janet and told Janet that I was talking about her. I wonder who did that. Because what was told to her wasn't the truth. I didn't beat up on Janet Porter yesterday. I honored her. See how good she is, right? Good, good. So she's going to come on. I spoke to her twice yesterday. She's going to come on tomorrow, and we're going to, we're going to talk about why, how we got in this mess. This lady, Janet Folger Porter, she's the one, the heartbeat bill. She has given her life, her life to the heartbeat bill. 
She's one of the most Christian activists I could you could ever meet. If we had um, uh, 535 Janet Folger porters in Congress, we would get this country straightened around. I'm for her. I said that 20 times yesterday. I'm not against her. I was making an illustration that we call ourselves conservative, not Christian. Everybody picked up on that, didn't I? Everybody pick up on that? Yeah, that's what I said. I used her as an example because I said she's a good Christian. She's a great Christian. So I had a good conversation with her. she She wasn't offended, although she probably was at first. So... I want you to know that I deal with us. I deal with this kind of stuff all the time, all the time. And so she's going to join us tomorrow, and we're going to talk about what went wrong. What went wrong? I, can I? Okay, I got to get this out of me, right? Can I? Can I show you how stupid our slogans are? Are you ready? You are listening to me? Uh, uh, I'm going to run on a pro-family platform. Take Jen's out there, because God bless Jen. She'll be with us tomorrow. Can somebody tell me what's a can you somebody tell me what's a pro family platform? By the way, when you say that 99% of people are pro family, and isn't the battle over what kind of family? Two men family, um, mixed family, two women families, a divorce families? Are you pro family? What, what does that mean? Everybody's pro family, right? I like what my friend J.R. Harrison says, pro-traditional family, pro-traditional family. Can't even say that, right? Can't even say, we can't even say Christian. We can't even say Christian. Pro-family, trying to secretly hide who we really are. And see, look, it, and it leads to confusion. That's how we get Michael DeWine and Rob Portman and Lindsey Graham. And Mitch McConnell, because we don't define the terms. We want to compromise and blend in. Oh, I'm pro-family. Did you know that Ohio Right to Life endorsed Governor Mike DeWine for a second term? Ohio Right to Life. Mike DeWine, who kept the abortion clinics open during COVID. Ohio Right to Life endorsed Mike DeWine. So my question was, is what I said yesterday, how did we get in this mess where our, where our Christian organizations, people who worked their tails off to improve the world, how did we get to the point where Christian organizations, number one, are hiding who they are by their name, and as a result, find themselves endorsing conservatives who may or may not be Christians? That was the focus of what I spoke about yesterday. And it's a serious, serious issue. Focus on the family. Think about that. Family Research Council. American Family Association. Folks, what's a family? What's a family? I'm going to say it again without yelling. What is a family? So you call yourself a pro-family organization like that's huh? like that's going to wow I'm going over there I'm pro-family too I got I've had seven wives and eighty three different ch- children from all those wives and we're one big family and I'm pro-family you see you see how the message gets muddled I'm not attacking people I'm attacking the way we think our paradigm's got to shift 
We, we cannot be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and expect God to bless what we're doing. And that's how, that's how we're in the mess. Amen. That's, what, that's why we're in the mess. There are not two more Christian candidates running for governor in the Republican Party than Ron Hood and, and uh, Candace Keller. They're the Christians. Well, they say we're blistone. Listen, I don't bring pol- I don't bring politicians on here because whether you know it or not, this is a national, international show, right? So somebody living in Massachusetts, they don't care about Ohio politics. They don't care about that. So I'm not going to bring some guest come on here and talk to me about why they're running for uh, congressional office in their district. I mean, it's good. I love to hear from them, but for the most people, nobody cares. Other than we would maybe in appreciate the personality he is and some of their strategies. and other. But other than that, most of us couldn't care less because it doesn't affect us. I can't even vote for them, right? So I don't get into having political guests. And so I'm not having Janet Porter tomorrow to, to uh, support her candidacy. She's running for Congress. Praise the Lord. I hope she wins. But I want to, she's been in these wars for 30 years, and I want to find out tomorrow from her why we're in the mess we're in, why Christians have so failed. That's what I'm speaking about, by the way, at the uh, Constitution Party event this weekend in, in uh, where is it, Erie, PA? How, how, how much, what's, what's the title of my, scroll on down there, what's the title of my speech Saturday afternoon? Uh, it, there it is. There it is. Coach pass doesn't say what it is. My speech is uh, how the uh, how how Christianity something like how Christianity has failed. How Christianity has failed us in the political realm, folks. We have to we have to speak the truth, don't we? We have to speak the truth. And if I if I I'm just going to keep talking about. Let me get this off my chest. I love Janet Porter. I love her. I hope she gets elected. I pray she gets elected. But she can't get offended if I point out where I think maybe her strategy was wrong. I want her to win. Folks, listen. We are, we're in the midst of the most unbelievable upheaval politically that we have ever seen, maybe in the history of our country. People don't know where to land. They don't know if they're a Republican. They don't know they're a Democrat. They don't know if they're a Trumper. They don't know if they're a never-Trumper. They don't know if they're pro-life. They don't know if they're not a pro-life. People are confused. They don't know where to land the boat. They don't know which candidate to flow. They don't know. They don't know because our pulpits won't tell us. But we are right now at the opportunity to build, dare I say it, a group of people who are Christians first who will proudly stand up for Christian values, not pro-family values, not values voters. Everybody's got values. You understand what I'm saying? It's time. The Bible says that if, oh, this is all over me. If the trumpet blast is uncertain, who will go to war? Who are you voting for? Who's your pastor telling you to vote for? Well, he's not telling you. He isn't. 
No, 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 no. He didn't. We don't mix religion and politics. Oh, that's how we end up with conservatives in political office. That's how we got here in Ohio, got Mike DeWine. We had Mike DeWine for I don't know how many years as a senator. Senator! Senator! Pro-life Michael DeWine. How do we end up with him? All these pro-family groups. We get Mike DeWine? Rob Portman? See? And, and, and until we... In Maine, Susan Collins? Are you kidding me? How does this happen, folks? It's because we're trying to blend in, see. We're conservatives as well. We're all conservatives. No, I'm a freaking Bible-believing Christian. I'm a fundamentalist Christian. I'm not ashamed of it. The communists aren't ashamed of it. Now, the communists are smart enough. They don't call themselves communists. They call themselves progressives. And we're so damn stupid, we don't even know what a progressive is because our pastor doesn't know what a progressive is because he doesn't get involved with politics. And as a result, we get Mike DeWine for governor. You with me? So we need a constitution party. Well, I'm, God bless Constitution Party. What does that even mean? The Party of Integrity, Liberty, and Prosperity. That's their slogan. What? Hmm. This could be one of those shows I could talk. I could talk all day. I'm, I'm biting my tongue right now, okay? Because this this goes so so deep. This goes so deep, so deep. And you know what? I bet I've got because of yesterday's show. I bet I've got most of the pro-family conservative groups in America ready to slice my, slice my throat. When, in fact, are you looking at me? I'm telling them the damn truth. Amen, Coach. Boom. And they're mad, sucking on their thumbs because I'm telling them the truth because they're calling themselves conservatives. Are you ready? Can I tell you why? Because they want to build a bigger tent. Well, how's that tent worked? How's that? What kind of monkeys have we had under the big top building that bigger tent? Huh? Because they, listen, they, hey, they got information from all the political consultants and told them what they had to, had to do and they had to compromise here and had to hide the truth here and uh, sneak in here. Yeah, look what we got. Look what we got. We have three guys, four guys. How many guys running for governor? All claim to be Christians. All claim to be Christians. All of them do. Really? Which one, Pastor? Uh, vote the Bible. Just vote the Bible. Really? Can you guys? Can you imagine? Thanks for bearing with me here a second. Can you imagine me being a football coach? And uh, it's third and three, and the game's on the line, and me saying to the guys in the huddle, hey, call whatever play you want. Somebody, somebody call a play. Hey, somebody call. Yeah, hey, they all work. All the plays work. Run whichever one you want. Can you imagine me doing that? Can you, can you imagine that I would think that the guys in that huddle know enough about the understanding of the way things are going on that I could trust the right guard to call the play? Huh? He probably couldn't even call a play. But that's what we do in church. We get everybody in a huddle and then tell everybody, go run your own play. Hey, read the Bible and vote that vote accordingly. Yep. And we end up with a, a American right to life and national right to life and all those people who are supporting candidates who are not 
for the ending of abortion. You, you, folks, you, you, tell, tell me you know this, that the, the pro-life movement is a big, big money-making machine. Tell me you know that. Huh? Will you tell me you know that? If they ended abortion, do you have any idea how many people would be out of work? Do you have any idea? <laughs> and it's big, big, nice sword. Oh, God, tell me you know. Tell me you know. So uh, uh, alligator skin. I got alligator skin. Uh, I have a big heart, but I have alligator skin. And you can send me all the emails you want to, and you can text me all you want to, and I'm going to tell you something. If, I'm, if I believe it to be true, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm sorry. Preach it, Coach. I'm sorry if you're offended. Amen. I'm sorry. I'm going to tell the truth. Amen. One of us may be wrong, and it may be me. And if I'm wrong, I'll apologize to you later. I will. Amen. But I'm not going. To, I'm not going to go along to get along. That's what got us in this mess. And we are at a time in America that if we do not stick our head up boldly and clearly and loudly. And we have have zero chance of survival. Zero chance. That's that's, that's the way I see it. That's the way I see it. Myra, go ahead quickly. You're muted. Coach, while you're waiting on Myra, or you're Go waiting ahead. on Myra, I'm no. ready. Um, I'm sorry. We, <laughs> Go ahead, Jr. We are the only family organization that defines the family. It's naturalfamilystrong.com. It is one, and you got to say this: biologically born man, one biologically born woman in a lifelong committed monogamous relationship with their children. We're the so only you're pro, organization. So you're pro-family then? Yes, sir. And I, we define it. The natural yeah, family. So you, it's you self-defining. You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's pro-family. Everybody's pro-family. It's what kind of family. They don't want to talk exactly. about that. You do. But they don't want to talk about what kind of family we're talking about here. And so what you're saying is we ought to do everything we can in the pro-family movement to make sure that we have traditional families. <laughs> we ought to do everything we can to support that aspect of it, right? Not government-supported families. Not people shacking up together. No, 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 no. We don't support that. No. We're not going to make laws to support that. <laughs> Hell no, we ain't. Right? So yep. you say pro-family. The vision we have to have, the vision we have to have, anybody running for office, the vision they need to have is less government, more family. It'll work. Thanks. It'll, it'll work, JR, except our families are so screwed up at this point. I get you. I get what you're saying. It's the only, it's, it's the only, it's the only way back. 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 Go ahead, Myra. Yes, I apologize. I didn't have my microphone on. Good morning. And I will be honored to coach uh, Romans. We're reading Romans 1, 16, 17. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the amen. Jesus amen. First. Myra. Myra. Yes. Pray right there. Pray right there. Stop right there and pray right there. That's Read, read that again and pray right there. Go ahead. Okay. For read that again. A, Folks, listen to this. Listen to this. Go ahead, Myra. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, 
For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also for the Greek. Lord Jesus, I repent of all my sins and invite you into my heart in all times. And I promise to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There, there it is. I am not. The pro-family movement, the politically involved people are ashamed of the gospel. Does anybody disagree with me? Anybody disagree with me? They're ashamed of the gospel. And it's the gospel not being ashamed of it, which is the power of God. Well, I'm all over today. Woo. I got Chad, what do I do? I got 15 people want to say something, and I got so much more stuff I need Keep to say. Keep talking, Coach. Keep talking. Keep going. <clears throat> Keep going. I'm good. Uh, I'm going to catch my breath here a minute. But once I second up, that. Keep going. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh. Okay, I got to do this thing because I want to tie this together. I'll get you all in here. I'll get you all in here. Pull up number uh, – uh, uh, what number is that? Where is it? Help me out here, Lord. Oh, number six. Here's the point I made yesterday, tying it together. I'm a Christian, folks. I'm a Christian. I'm not a conservative. Hey, all you candidates out there, be a Christian, will you? Be a Christian. Stop being ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to those that believe. To the Jew first, and then to the Greek. To the Republicans and to the Democrats. And to the independents. It's not being ashamed of the gospel. So I did this yesterday and didn't get a chance to throw it up there. 19 different types of conservatives. Huh? Did you guys know this? Scroll down through there, Spencer. 19 different types. There's the social media conservatives. There's the traditional conservatives. Go ahead. Come on. There's the neoconservatives. By the way, I'm, I'm, there's the, oh, the new conservatives and the neoconservatives. Oh, then there's the paleoconservatives. I'm a conservative. I vote for conservatives. I'm conservative. What kind of conservative? Well, there's the gay conservatives. I vote for the gay conservatives. No, I don't vote for the gay conservatives because I'm pro-family. Well, they have a family. Gays have a family now. Men marry men, adopt children. They have families. I'm, pro, I'm pro-family. I'm pro-family. Well, then there's religious conservatives. Oh, i got to get rid of those folks. Wait a minute. You mean religious conservatives aren't those others? Those others we were talking about up there? Oh, they told us they are. They told us they, they told us they are. There's atheist conservatives, really. Black conservatives, as if, uh, you know, you see this? Black conservatives, that's like a, that's like a different species of animal. Huh? It's like if you were to go to the zoo. You want to see... Like the cats. So you see the lions and you see the tigers and you see the cheetahs. And you, well, here are the black conservatives. Here are the black ones. Come over. You ever seen one before? You ever seen a black? Look, look around. Look right here. There's a black conservative. How stupid are we? Then there's Latino conservatives. Oh, they're, they're in the zoo too, aren't they? They're, they're in there. Where are the white conservatives? Has anybody seen any white conservatives listed? Yeah, I haven't seen any of those. Oh, there's liberal conservatives. Really? That, that's kind of a oxymoron. Oh, there's conservative liberals. Oh, okay. Then there's, what's the next one? Uh, oh, libertarians. 
Oh, I get them. They're conservatives. Most of them are. Some of them are. We don't know about them, right? There's libertarian conservatives. Okay. Okay. Oh, then there's the alt-right, the alternative right. Okay. Then there's conservatarians. Hmm? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a religion, this conservatism. Then there's social conservatives. Hey, folks, what's a social conservative? Huh? Social conservatives, a person believes in biblical values, except they won't say it, right? Oh, my goodness. Then there's fiscal conservatives. Fiscal conservatives. Hmm. And then there's cultural conservatives. So when you see some guy who's running for office and he says he's a conservative, say, which flavor? Huh? Which flavor? What type? You see what? Do you see the confusion? Do you see it? And then we have some of our grit. I love these people. I love Neil Peterson. I love Janet Porter. I love Miss Keller. I love her. I love her. Folks, we need Christian leaders who will say I'm a Christian. I'm not criticizing them. It's a paradigm shift, and we haven't caught up with it yet. There's this dividing going on. There's a separation going on. Amen. And if we don't understand it, then we're going to get caught up in this mess. Oh, how about this one? How about that? I love this one. I'm a patriot. Can somebody explain a patriot to me? I'm going to shut up. No, I'm not. What's a patriot? Can you be a Democrat and a patriot? I can promise you this. I have some friends who have been Democrats from the day they were conceived in the womb. And they consider themselves patriots. They're gun-toting, beer-drinking, cussing, carousing, good old boys who consider themselves patriots. And so we take that term and see, a patriot. Thank you. Person who loves his country and zealously supports and defends it and its interests. And so we run as patriots. Well, hell, that's everybody, isn't it? Is it are, you, are you guys picking up what I'm laying down here? You see, you understand? You understand the problem? And see, the problem is the way that it is because our churches won't clearly define it. They won't clearly define it. See, a pastor should stand in the pulpit and say, here's who I'm voting for governor, and here's why. Now, you don't have to agree with me, but as the leader of this team, I'm going to tell you where I'm, where, what I think we ought to do. And I'm voting for, uh, I'm voting for, let's go to the presidential. I'm voting for Alan Keyes because, here's why, he, he, he won't let babies be killed. That's my number one issue. And then move down from there. But as, a, as the leader of this church, I've studied all of the issues because it's really, really important. It's more important that I teach you the issues of the culture than 17 ways to get uh, rich and 32 ways to be happy. It's far more important that I teach you how to impact the culture. And if you don't understand how to impact the culture, then we're always going to be on the losing side of it. So there, as your pastor, I'm going to study every aspect of all this. And then when I stand before you, I'm going to tell you who is the most Christian candidate, why he is, and why you should vote for him. That, to me, is what a pastor should do. And they do just the opposite. So confusion reigns. Well, I'm all over it today. 
Well, I ought to, I ought to uh, tape this and sell it. Because I'm, 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 huh? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. How can Michael DeWine, I'm sorry, this is Ohio. Michael DeWine closed businesses, kept liquor stores open. I'm not making this up. Kept liquor stores open and abortion clinics open. And he is a conservative. Got the endorsement of the Ohio Right to Life and is the pick of the Republican Party here in the state of Ohio. I'm just telling you the truth. Who's being bamboozled? Uh, who's being bamboozled? I got to show you something else before I open it up here. I, I, got, two, I got two things. Is that, uh, you guys better sit down because I'm going to need alligator skin here. Okay. Did Jesus break the law? It's a very simple question. Did Jesus break the law? You say, well, Coach, uh, uh, well, uh, sort of, uh, well, wait a minute, hang on a minute. What did, what did Jesus get in trouble for? Does anybody, does anybody know? Well, why did, why, when they first brought the charge against Jesus, what did they accuse him of? Does anybody know? Oh, I'll tell you what Work, they told him. Working me. on the Sabbath. Yeah. Hey, dude. You're supposed to keep the Sabbath holy, and you're out healing people. Now, is that a sin? Because Jesus is sinless, is he not? And and the Pharisees, I'm sorry, yeah, the Pharisees and the Sadducees accused him of sinning, of breaking the law. Huh? Did he? In fact, they thought it was so serious, they went to Pilate and said, "We, we think it's a death penalty. We think what he did is the death penalty, Pilate, but we don't have a law. Listen, we don't have a law that says we can do that. So we're going to come to you. We're going to let you do our dirty work, Pilate. Hey, you put him to death for us. Because why? He committed a grievous sin against the Jewish system, whatever that thing was. Grievous law. They told him that. Broke the law. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He declared himself to be God. Blasphemy! Put him to death! Did Jesus sin? Well, I'm going to tell you this. According to Jewish law, he did. Yes or no? According to Jewish law, he did. And what did he yell? What did he bark at all those guys? Says you dudes, you're so daggone religious. You teach his commandments and doctrines of men. <laughs> rules following rules, 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 rules. And can I tell you something? We're still trying to do it today. Serious, serious question. I'm not going to take time to read this. This is a great article. Put it in the chat if you want to. Did Jesus break the law? By the way, I came up with this my own yesterday. Well, sort of my own. And then I found this this morning. According to the Jewish leaders, the Jewish Torah, Jesus broke the law. The Bible says he was without sin. What's going on here? Just food for thought. One more. Go to number seven. 
Just so you know. Let there be no doubt. Folks, are you looking at me? COVID is about killing off old people. Listen to me. COVID is killing off old people because of financial reasons. Amen. All those old people that die don't collect Social Security. And here's a chart. I just got this February 12th. So this is an old one. This is an old chart, okay? This is, uh, this is a year old. Number of deaths by age. Is that amazing? Folks, you, you, don't, even, you don't even get to 40, 45 before you even get into the tens of thousands. And look who's dying with it. Why, by golly. When do, when do you get Social Security? When do you, hey, Ethel, when do we get Social Security? 65? Huh. Look how many of them folk at 65 and upper. Golly. And that's a year old. What are they telling you to do? Mask your grandchildren. Look, less than, huh? 45 people less than one year old. They claim died with COVID. 23 people ages one to four. 72 people up to 14. Folks, uh, wow. All right. I think I got it off my chest. Don't miss my Brady on show yesterday interview with Sarah Brady. Golly, is she brave. She is so brave. Uh, I mean, it's it's worth it's worth listening to. She uh, was arrested two years ago, and has yet to be in court. Cost her uh, twenty thousand dollars to defend herself for taking her kids to the park. Worth watching. Okay. Uh, oh, I got more. Did I say that today, Lord? No. Come on in, Paul. Uh, got a powerful message this morning from the uh, Holy Spirit. It was a little late this morning. I want to thank Mark uh, Trump and this powerful venue that we live here. Mm. And it was know your enemy. Mm, boy, oh boy. And I went into a deep dive with those god awful. And I, I, it, it brings out the humor in me when I think of this. These, the hubris of the, the Georgia Guidestones. And I, I read through them. Thank you, Mark Trump. We, you went, we went there, you know, Paul. We went there. Yes, I do. And, uh, and I read through them, and I, I'm laughing because how, how stupid are you? And, and, and uh, Mark, Mark said that I was bold. And now I understand something. I am pissed. I'm not bold. Anyway, just know your enemy. Know your enemy. Know your enemy. Amen. Got to know your enemy. Conservatives are the enemy. Sorry. Amen. Conservatives are pretend salt. Pretend salt. Chad just texted me, said, talk about the calendar. Okay, let me do that real quick. Can you throw the calendar up there? I don't. uh, We got a lot of stuff going on. I don't know. I don't know. Betty's got an event that's not up on the calendar yet. We got, I mean, can you throw that there for me real quick? PA preparedness huddle. 
this weekend. I'm sorry I haven't spoken more about it, Bobby. I, I don't know. Texas Salt and Light Brigade has one. Chad, what's going on this? What's going on this weekend down there? Well, yeah, Bobby Lee and I there in Pennsylvania and, and uh, here in Texas, we're running the, it's pretty much the uh, same event. There, we're just trying to put one more push. For, you know, taking the opportunity here to uh, try to train folks up for whatever's coming. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. So uh, we just encourage you to come. Please, please RSVP us. Amen, Chad. Amen. Same thing with Bobby there. I mean, I just this this makes me proud because there are a lot of good things going on, and I don't. I don't know what happens to get lost in the shuffle. We don't get some of these stuff on the calendar. Folks, you got to get involved. You, gotta, I'm, you know, the Bible says the world's going, well, maybe not the Bible. It's going to change in, a, in an hour. Boom. Everything's going to change in an hour. You know, are you ready for that? we got to get ready for it. It's going to change within an hour. Uh, our financial system is about to crash. It's going to change within an hour. It's going to. Just telling you. Bless you, Chad. Bobby, I don't know if you had anything you wanted to say about it. Sorry I didn't get more information up there. Uh, uh, Betty has one. We're getting it primed to get it up on the on the calendar as well. Uh, Betty, what's the date? What's the date of your event, Betty? May 27th and 28th. 27th. Okay, so folks, just block off. May 27th and 28th, we'll get you the details. May, May 27th and May 28th, we'll get it all posted up in there. All right? An event there. That'll be, it'll be good, Betty. Be good. Thank you. Um, thanks. Uh, I'm sorry, I got just got a lot, got a lot on my mind. Um, who is that, Janine? Come on in, Janine. <clears throat> um, yesterday and today, what you've been talking about is actually Isaiah four one. If you could put that up, and then go to Matthew six thirteen. <clears throat> Matthew four one. Uh, Isaiah four one oh. and Matthew six thirteen. Those are the. That's exactly what's going on. <clears throat> and I'll Matthew let you four. read. It. I'll let you and read it because it'll give it'll give you some uh, way to to block off some steam. And in that day, seven women shall take hold of one man, saying, "We will eat our own bread and wear our own apparel, and only let us be called by that name to take away our reproach." Uh, at the heart of all that is uh, the destruction of the family through uh, feminism, women's liberation. That's the, that's the heart of it. So, it's the amen. church. It's the church saying, we want to be called Christian, but we will do our own thing. We won't follow any up, uh, godly rules from heaven. We won't do anything right. of the sort. That's right. Well, that's what, that's, it's the leadership. It's the leadership. Remember, if, go, to uh, now, go ahead. if a football team screws up, they fire the coach. They don't fire the players. Matthew 16. Matthew 613. 6.13. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So, uh, lead us not into temptation. It's everywhere we look, and we take, and we bite the apple. That's the way I see it. Michelle, come in. Oh, hey, good morning, team. Um, so, I just want to put some periods on the stuff you've been saying. The, uh, Meekness and taking candidates are mad. Candidates are mad at me right now. Candidates okay. are mad at me because I pointed out why they're losing. I pointed out why they're losing and they get mad at me. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say that um, and the controlling is very important part of discernment. You've got to be willing to be wrong because you're looking for the truth, not what makes you feel good. Um, you're not just looking for the answer. You're looking for the truth that's inside it. 
than when you were saying to not be ashamed of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to tell you this quick story. I, guys, wherever you go, bring your Bible. Just bring your Bible. Going out to lunch, bring your Bible. Just bring it with you because people will approach you because you've got a Bible in your hand. And it's a way for people's eyes to hear you. Um, I ran into a beautiful woman. She helped me learn some of my gifts. And one of the gifts is a gift of helps. I, I didn't know that was a gift. Yeah. Anyway, um, and, and the thing you said about abortion, about them being out of work, they won't be out of work. Oh my gosh. Do you know babies need stuff? They need stuff. <laughs> and um, the other one, more thing, uh, oh, the shots, the chart that you showed with the declining death That's- rate. Um, that chart's going to start to flip because they're injecting babies now and all the elderly yeah. have already died. Um, yeah. so well, just- see, what also, also, by the way, the reason that we're in such financial problem is we, do, we have aborted 60 million little people who would have paid into the Social Security system. See, So we've cut our own throat. We've cut our own throat. There is no money in Social Security. They made it part of the general budget. Those are called unfunded mandates, and they don't have to pay out money you paid in. Oh, I, I was going to do a show on taxation. I may do that. May do that one tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Social Security is just another form of taxation, folks. They just double tax them in, and you don't even get it. You don't even care. So I, I paid into that thing. Yeah, you did. You paid in about twenty eight dollars, and now you want uh, twenty eight hundred back a month. Teresa, come on in. Can't hear you, Teresa. Jeff Klein, I can hear you. Coach, did you know that I seen your ad in the Examiner, that newspaper? Yeah. And they were on every windshield at that Trump rally. I didn't know your ad was in there. I pulled that open yesterday and read it. I'm like, look, there's Coach's ad in there. Neil's ad was in there. Yeah. Same page. Same page. Yeah. yeah, that's great. I'm keeping a hold of that. But Amen. everybody got them stuck on windshield. They were hauling them everywhere. So yesterday... I read that, then I read the Mount Vernon Quarterly colored magazine that comes out. Girl on the front with a little rainbow umbrella. And then all the stuff in it, the nonsense they're shoving right down our throat that people have no yeah. clue where it's gone, no clue. I'm down to the post office getting signatures for Neil yesterday. And most people, the average people, non-Christians, are ripped. They're hot about this stupid crap. So the guy comes out, he's got an MVNU shirt on. I said, hey, you work for Mount Vernon Nazarene University? He said, yeah. He was all proud. Started to talk to him, but he was rude. Rude. I was like, that's it. So I followed him over his car. I said, there lies the problem. You people out of that campus with LGBTQ and pregnant women getting abortions and drinking and drugging and going on your Christian campus. Oh, he was. But I got to give him my sense. And he took off. It's all we can do, man. It's only the truth will set us free. Uh, by, by the way, Jeff, you're a good conservative. You're not one of those radical Christians. You're, you're just a conservative. Thank you, Jeff. Roger Weaver, come on in. Oh, Dave, I was just glad you brought up the issue of employment. 60 million babies dead. That is why we have the borders open. It's because big business needs the workers. There's not enough workers to do the jobs that we are need, that needed, supposedly. Yeah. Uh, it's a revolving nightmare that we have created with the abortion industry. A rages of sin is death. We have a we have a culture that's dying because we've killed our children. Hey, Roger, Christians have killed their children. Christians have. Sorry, folks. It's truth. Except, see, uh, Christians secretly are not against abortion. 
the average Christian. They're ambivalent. Of they, I would never get one. Nobody should get one, but we shouldn't outlaw. Like I say, uh, I would never murder somebody. Me, I would, I would never rape somebody. I never would. But we shouldn't take away that option from others who need to. It's so stupid. It's so stupid on its face. We can't even think. We can't even logically think through an argument. The entire church world, well, sorry, most of the church world cannot logically think through a moral dilemma. They can't, they can't do it. Can't do it. Amen. Teresa, can you come in there? Try it again. Craig, go ahead. Well, Jesus didn't break any laws, Coach, even to um, the Jewish laws. And if you look, you got to read the Bible deep, right? Okay. So when we go to this account in Matthew, it says, um, this is Jesus' response. He says, you know, he talks about David and how it wasn't lawful, but the food's only for the priest. Okay, well, Jesus was a priest. Okay, he was our high priest. And when you go to Revelation chapter 1, it says, we're priests and kings to the Lord Jesus, okay? So his disciples were his priests. They were able to eat that. And then when so, you go, so, so in other words, he wasn't under the authority of the religious crowd. The religious cl- crowd's rules did not trump what Jesus did. Is that what you're now saying? No, they didn't understand their own rules, okay? They, they think they understood it, but okay. they didn't see the deeper meaning of it. And if you mm-hmm. go to Leviticus 22 and 23, you can look about how you eat and who can eat food and that type of thing. But it's a, it's a, these are very, very deep things. And the healing of the man with the leprous hand, okay, that goes back to Moses. He's talking about Israel, okay? He, you know, he's, he's Craig, 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 that's the point I'm making. Man-made rules. Man-made rules. Well, they weren't man-made rules. Jesus was, no, no, listen. Jesus was following the laws of God. Not man-made interpretation of those laws. Yes, man-made interpretation. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes they That's didn't why. understand. They did not no. understand the conceptual deep meaning. You teach his commandments the doctrines of men. He said, you've taken man's interpretation of it. He said, you mean I should let this per- I shouldn't heal this person because it's Sunday? Saturday? Are you kidding me? What's wrong with you guys? He said the the letter of the law kills. Yeah, but get this. The spirit of the law brings life. What did Moses do when he went down to Egypt to prove who he was? He took his hand out. It turned leprous. Okay. This story about the healing of the Sabbath has to do with a man who who had uh, a withered hand. Doesn't say whether it was leprous or not, but it's the same thing. He's going back trying to say, hey, I'm the same guy. No, he's saying this. There's never a law against doing good. Never a law against doing good. That's what I think he said. Myra. In regard to leadership, we're reading Matthew 20, 26. Yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whomever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but he served and to give his life a reason for many. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Servant leadership. Servant leadership. 
Uh, Rochelle, come in. I forgot one thing, but I can't let it go. Um, the word patriot, the Greek goes back, of course, to Greek, and it means of one's father, like patriarch, patriot. Gotcha. Some, yes, yeah, somebody said, amen, amen. Paul, come in. Amen. Folks, if you go, hey. down, you go down and read those uh, ridiculous uh, Georgia Guidestones, and I suggest you do that. And uh, it, they're not deeply meaning, but there's a lot in there about justice and their truth. And and uh, I was reading them, and I was like, I was like, how yeah. ludicrous and humorous they are. It, it makes but they're, me but they're not. They're not humorous. Well, no. you know why? Because they're throwing them in our face like we're stupid. Because we are stupid, right? We are stupid. They're telling us what 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 they're going to do. Yada 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 yada. Uh, so so, uh, folks. Jesus Himself was known as the Rock of Offense. Truth. Jesus was the truth. Friends, truth is offensive. Truth is offensive. Do you get that? Speaking the truth is offensive. Silver. Oh, I'm one of these math people like Greg is, but the at $150,000 per child, this is an average figure from beginning to now, okay? With that many children aborted, okay, uh, we would have had $9 trillion pumped into the economy just by the parents, okay? And... Mm-hmm. Plus, whatever these 60 million would have produced for the nation's economy. How, how many cars? How many TVs would people have to buy, Joe? There you how go. many, right? How many cell phones would they have sold? Amen. How many hats? How many shirts? How many pairs of shoes? We killed them. We murdered them. We, we cut off our own future by doing it. Emma. That's true. Uh, we did. And and the truth always offends the liars. They're always offended by the truth. Always offended by the truth. They always are. But remember this. Scripture tells us that you shall know the truth, and it's only the truth, if you know it, that will make you free. That's Amen. why I proudly come here every day and say I'm an unashamed Christian. Amen. I ain't conservative. Amen. I ain't conservative. And when I when somebody tells me that they're a conservative, they're running as a conservative. My heartbeat doesn't move one one doesn't go up one beat. The diamond does. How many different flavors did we see? 17, 18, 19 different flavors of conservatives, right? Patriots, those good old Southern uh NASCAR boys, those Democrat NASCAR boys, you don't think they're patriots? Come on, wake up! Words mean things. Hurry up, Roger. Can a Christian win an election, Dave? I think we pretty well clear said they cannot if they promote their Christian faith, first and foremost, correct? Uh, well, that's a, that's the strategy. Unless God would autom- supernaturally intervene, we'll never know. Nobody ever writes as a Christian. How would we know? It's the way I see it. Hey, 
Know the truth. Truth makes us free. God bless. See you tomorrow.